The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, Walter's coming home. <laughs> Hello, welcome to NXT UK's review. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Troy. I'm back from, not an intentional hiatus, but just a hiatus, is Big Tasty. Hello. Yes, boy. Yes, yes boy. boy. Out of exile. Um, well, the thing is, what happened is, Tony Khan normally pays me to not reviews of the product. But for some he, he must be obviously dynamite on tonight. He must be a bit busy. The money's not come through. So I thought, fuck him. I'm going to come and do NXT UK. Okay? Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, before we do get into it, if you want to tell us what you thought of the show over on Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter and Discord, Untitled Rest Pod, join the conversation. We like to discuss with our listeners as much as we can about these shows and they're the best ways to do it. Um, so yeah, as as you probably gathered, Walter came back um, <laughs> at the start of the show. Um, not really much meat to this at all. He just kind of said he's going to be champion forever, um, and that was about it. Yeah, I, was, um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to rain on this, but because Walter's awesome, but I was kind of. It gave me. It was like he kind of blew borders, didn't he? It was like yeah, I yeah, thought we were getting something a bit more here. I I get the impression that something is in motion though, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay. Um, but I do I do I do feel like what well, the next match is is already set in stone. We just don't know it yet. If you want to, uh, if you want a spicy take, if you want a hot opinion, and what am I here for? If not hot opinions, um, <laughs> I really think they need to get that belt off. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. I, He's... I think they need to build people on NXT UK to do that, though. Do you not think they've done that already? I mean, I thought Rampage could have done it, to be fair. Rampage, Rampage could have. have Ilya Dragunov could have done. Ilya could have. Like, I still, arguably, I still think Ilya will. A-Kid could have done Trent. after their match. Trent. Uh, they could build Tiamat up, probably. Tiamat, um What's it? Jordan Devlin. Well, I really think there's so, at least four well, or five guys that could take it off him we'll, at the moment. We'll come back to Devlin because they made a point on commentary later on during his don't match. Don't worry about that. That was what I was going to say. He's on the verge of like brockifying the belt, I think. Do you reckon? It just, he, I, he, he, he just takes it. I, I, you don't need to have the champion to come... wrestling all the time, but you just, he's just not there enough to, to be the champion, mm. I don't think. Mm. He, he has been very vocal about how he admires Brock Lesnar for having that schedule. Um. <laughs> the thing is, though, for me, like, yeah, he doesn't defend it all the time, but you also have to look at the brand he's on. Mm. NXT UK aren't having pay-per-views every month. They have a one-hour show per week with a very, very small audience in comparison to, say, Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So, yes, he may not be on there every week and he may not defend it, but at the same time, doesn't need to. Like, when he so, does defend it, it feels special. I mean, I'm not even talking yeah. about having him defend it. I'm just talking about having him on the show, have him, like, be at ringside, have him be at commentary, have him just yeah. come out. Yeah. I mean, it's down. it's difficult because he's integral to Imperium. And mm. two, well, I say two members of Imperium. The other members of Imperium, obviously, Alexander Wolf's gone, are on NXT. So he either drops the title, he relinquishes the title and just says, no one's beating me, like no one's good enough, and just joins them and just becomes kind of, I don't know, the replacement for Undisputed Era as the dominant faction. Or Bartel and Eichner come over and Imperium are a faction on NXT UK. And then we see him on TV every week at ringside with them in tag matches. Yeah, I think you've just got to take, you've just got to, Take the plunge and push him fully to NXT and have him like mm. fucking murder the United States champion or something. I agree. I agree. I, I think the thing with the thing with 
uh, Volta is though now is they've got it to a point where like he, he can't be outside of a title picture. Mm. Like if he goes to NXT, he's got to be inserted immediately into the title picture. Just having, I mur- mean, having murder. Who's North American champion right now? Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. <laughs> oh, book that match. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, do that. Oh, wow. Do you want to take I the mean, matches out your hustle alarm, mate? That, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what they did in PWG. They just had him fucking murder Bronson Reed and uh, Keith Lee to win the title there, so he couldn't yeah, do that. Just do that. Have him, have him ask for the belt. Have him drop it. Like, ask for the belt. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's the that's the solution, I'd say. I'd just have him vacate it. And say I would it. rather see him vacate it and just but then, relinquish it undefeated, but then you also kind of want him to give the rub to the guy that does take it off him. Yeah, you've got all these guys now in NXT UK, and it's like they're almost—they're all overshadowed. They're all in his shadow. They're all like, like he's—he's he's eclipsing them. Like, to, mm. to a massive, you've got like Rampage, mm. you've got like Coffee, you've got, you know, um, Dragon Off, Dragon Off. You've got all these top guys with nothing to do because there's no title picture. Yeah, yeah, and the, the thing is as well is that they had the same exact same problem when Pete Dunne was champion. Like they could have well until Walter came along, there was no one really that. Well, they could have they could have pulled the trigger a few times, like when um, they did that tournament in um, Royal Albert Hall at Zach Gibson. That, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been the perfect time to take that belt off. Yeah, yeah. And then, to, and then and then to compound this issue, Jordan Devlin lost the cruiserweight title, so yeah. there's now effectively no men's singles title on NXT UK. No, there's the I, on the week to week. I also think that was a silly, silly decision to take it off him. And not unify them, but just have NXT UK have a cruiserweight championship and NXT have one. Yeah, like I like that compelling few. I like it was oh well, you're kind of an imposter. You're a paper champion, this that and the other. But there's nothing like you say, nothing for anyone on NXT UK to go for apart from the Heritage Cup. There's That's nothing cool. else. Yeah. So Absolutely. it was it, um, for me. It was a mistake not having the cruiserweight championship as another belt on there. But also, I do agree with you. Like. People are just there for no reason at the moment because the brand champion isn't about. So I, do, I do get do, you. Do you think though as well, like if Volta loses that title, it has to be on a takeover? Yes. I, I mean, I can, I can, if they're waiting for fans, then that's fair enough. Well, I don't know. There's some it, stuff that they clearly couldn't wait long enough for. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um... <laughs> More on that later. Um <laughs> Yeah, shout, I mean, out, shout out to Wrestle Talk for fucking spoiling that for me on Twitter. By the way, as the fucking show yeah, is yeah. still happening. Che- cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, I, I um, I had I had the problem of my WWE network for some reason started like mid replay of of the finish of the finish, <laughs> and I was try I was trying so hard to like to get it to start over, and it wouldn't. Just jumps in at the point, like yeah. yeah. I was like, no. I mean, I, I already knew what was going to happen. I yeah, predicted it pretty much exactly how it was going to happen. So I was like, I was happy with it. But I was like, yeah, oh, I'm here. Um, just just before we move on, because I know we've 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 gone on about kind of Walter and this that and the other. Between us, or individually rather, who would you like to see dethrone Walter? Who do you want to be the next NXT UK champion? Ricky Starks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the belt Starks. Um, no, I, I I, think they could do something with Nathan Fraser, which would be interesting. That's another one. We didn't even mention him, did we? When we were saying about um, people that built up, like... Trent, Trent Seven would be a really good one, I think, personally. He's the, he'd probably be my pick. Yeah. But I feel like it's probably going to be Ilya. Tasty. Rampage. Yeah. Uh... He's got. He's got. He's got everything. He's got. Uh, if you look, if you, if you lined up all of the top guys in in like NXT UK, you want like point and to give like someone who's never seen NXT UK a little a big rose gallery of them and said, point mm. at the person who you think is going to beat Walter, and I guarantee you now that's that guy. Point at Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder factory. Yeah. <laughs> a murder and factory. He... He did. To be fair, he did take Walter to the limit, didn't he? As well, mm-hmm. when he did that match. So yeah, yeah. or Dave Mastiff. You know, I, I'll take that as long as it's going. Oh yes, but uh, I'd say we've not had Trent. Walter versus Mastiff in NXT UK yet. No. I don't. I don't want it. I, I, want, I want Mastiff to live a, a full happy life. 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's happened in progress, mate. I'm fine. It is there. Yeah. If you look hard enough for it. I'd say Trent seven. I think mm. we said this the other week. Like, I don't feel like Trent's got too like kind of the twilight almost of his career. They've yeah. got to do it now. It's now or never, really. Mm. Yeah. And it'd be a really nice sort of like not surprise pick, but like he's not the obvious choice because he's not the biggest no. guy. He's not the strongest no. guy. You know, but he's, he's wholesome as fuck. His storytelling's next level, though. Yeah. Mm. Like the only the only other person really in WWE for me who's as good a storyteller as Trent is Roman at the moment. Uh, and that says a lot about like how good Trent Seven is a storyteller. We could we could have the opposite what he did when he wanted to face Jordan Devlin. Like he spent weeks and weeks getting down to two oh five to get down to his level. Now he's got to absolutely beef and stack the fuck up to face Walter. Break it. <laughs> Breaking his veganism and just eating an actual cow. <laughs> an actual cow. <laughs> Montages of him in a field, cow tipping. Trent Seven just <laughs> shoveling down piles of corn nuggets and crying. <laughs> uh, Should we move on? <laughs> just crying, eating vegan kebabs. Um, <laughs> in a corner surrounded by vegan dollar meat. Like, I don't want to be this big. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> so yeah, moving on. Anyway, um, we get a jo- quick thing. Jordan Devlin arrives in the BT Sports studio. Goes to what's the- a shirt in a, oh, a shirt. very loud chair. Um, lots, lots of loud shirts on this show. Um, yeah. Yes, boy. Can I just yeah, point um, out? He goes into his dressing room. His dressing room has a window in the door. Notice that. That's not very private, is it? Because I've, t- I've talked about this before, like the BT studio. It's if you've been in like a new build school, like from like 2005 onwards. Yeah, yeah. They're all built from the same fucking components, and the doors <laughs> yeah. have got like because it's like a it's like little, a little building, isn't it? They've all got like windows, and so you can like see a little port, like a little portcullis. Is yeah, that what they're called. So on a ship. You, <laughs> if you want to see um, Jordan Devlin's bare ass? Then he probably. Go around that. <laughs> I mean, he just has to stand close enough to it, and his head will block that. Wow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that, I thought that was a bit odd. They hadn't like they hadn't even like covered it up or anything. It was just like <laughs> there. Maybe maybe he's got like one of those screens like from uh, like the forties um, from Victorian times. You just walk yeah. behind it and just <laughs> he's got like a screen that he goes behind and dresses. <laughs> See like a massive fucking silhouette of his head behind it. Um, so uh, yeah, after this we get a subculture vignette. Um, they say they're going to face Connors and Ginny next week. That's oh, about. Jesus Christ! They're, they're so cringy, aren't they? Oh, oh! I love Danny they... Luna. I love Flash Morgan Webster. I'm not a big fan of Mark Andrews. Hey, hey. he is a top customer, top brewing. I'm, I'm sure he is. That, I'm actually that's... obligated to say that I love Mark Andrews. <laughs> Someone's got to. I don't mind him. I don't mind him. I just think, and we we say it every week, Jake. It's, this it's whole like subculture thing is so try hard. It's like they're trying too hard, yeah. That's it. And it, the thing is, um, it's not a fault of them. It's no. just it's this this thing they booked them into. It's someone in production watched like a to- someone someone's kid got like the new remake, the remastered Tony Hawk game, <laughs> and like the dad saw it and was like, oh, "I've got a fucking idea." Here. <laughs> oh, pretty just, much, yeah. Everything I've, I've from seen. It. I've seen some of these young wrestlers doing the skateboarding. <laughs> like the way that they film this little this vim. It was like watching an episode of Grange Hill, and they just yeah. put a black and white filter on. Like it's just. Oh. And he had the thing going around the edge of the screen. The writing. Why? It was like it was like watching Why? a feeder video from like two thousand four. It's really <laughs> naff. It was like what? Like watching a feeder video from two thousand four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's just really nice. Two Welsh guys in feeder as well, mate. To be fair, so. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, big, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not generalising, but it had big South Wales energy. Big and South all... Wales energy, Swansea energy. <laughs> they, they've only just got grayscale filters in Wales, apparently. Um, <laughs> so in, um, Instagram's just got them. It's, it's, um, it's still a big thing. Instagram is a ting. It's blowing up in Swansea. <laughs> You only got rid of the Motorola Razors last week. Um, so, um, next up, of the pe- Blackberry. Go on. Speak- <laughs> speaking of people who are firmly throwbacks from the past, we got Saxon Huxley next against Jordan Devlin. Um, friend, friend of the brewery, Saxon Huxley. Um, top friend of the brewery, Saxon. Yeah. Uh, Saxon. 
Mo, mo, the, the story of this is most of NXT UK buy beer off top rope at this point. It's, it's ridiculous. And we haven't done a beer to sell. Well, we have. We've done Bomber. That's the only, the only NXT UK. Did Dave Master buy any of that yet? I thought you, you might. I, I reckon he just walked into his local and necked a keg of it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't, why don't you just send them a can of it? I'll send them a fucking keg of it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> send them a case of it. Um, while you're at it, send me a case of it. It's lovely stuff. Right, Bomber. Um, so, yeah, um, this was pretty fun match. Um, Devlin fires up on Saxon, Saxon overpowers him, uh, throws him around the ring, and that's pretty much the story early on. He throws Devlin into the barricade ringside. It's like that Fez Pretty does, and then slams Devlin's head against the mat repeatedly. Pretty I like much how... just ragdolled him for the first five, six minutes. Mm. I, I like how, obviously, on, on paper, this was kind of a mismatch because Saxon's fucking huge and like mm, yeah. Devlin's a little a little a little man. And um but they talk on commentary and they do this a lot in NXT UK. They talk about like um like mental strength and, yeah. and sort of like how Saxon's had this like sort of he's never been able to put a big a hot run together. He's always been like stop star. He's never quite managed to put all the pieces together and, and sort of you know progress to the top. Whereas Devlin's got this sort of like champion mentality where he's been mm-hmm. on top. He knows how to win. And, yeah. and they, they do that a really good job of like making Devlin seem like the bigger deal, which obviously yeah. he is because he's Jordan Devlin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you seen? Yeah. Sorry, Tasty. Did you see the? I think it was the first week NXA UK came back after the pandemic, and it was Saxon Huxley against Walter. Yes. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah. Nice I, I think fight. we said at that point, and they were like, ooh, is this, is this the start of some sort of Saxon Huxley push? And then there wasn't really too much after it. But I it was mean, like a first match back. Like, If you know, if Saxon Huxley is like your random beefcake that you just throw in for the odd match, then your roster's in a pretty good place because he's, really, <laughs> yeah. he's really good. Absolutely. Because he's literally like their version of Bruiser Bro the year. Um, <laughs> and put him in any other company in that role and he'd probably do... Well, not any other company, but put him in another company in that role, he'd probably do pretty well for himself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, um, at one point he like hit like a running big boot on Devlin. That was nasty. Uh, Devlin breaks the eyes and hits the over the top cut to get a bit of an advantage. Uh, and then he weirdly Devlin goes like strike the strike with Huxley. Why would you do that? And it was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you mental? <laughs> and then he tries to Devlin side. Huxley just overpowers him. It's a really nice looking choke bomb. Um, again, it's it, a lot of this match. Devlin was in peril. It looked like. They, they were talking about on commentary a lot about how Devlin was a bit more of like a prima donna now and felt like he was a bigger deal because he'd been to America and he did a good job of kind of like solidifying that by having him get the absolute shit beaten out of him. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just he um, basically hits a headbutt to the back of Huxley's head, which looked gross. Um, we'll do when your head's that big. Yeah, and also just to the anything to the back of the head looks upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he hits the Devlin side to pick up the win. Um, I, does he, has he always used Devlin side as a finisher? I'm sure he used something else. No, Devlin side. Is he it? does have he does have a submission finisher as well. He does like the Texas Cloverleaf. Oh, um, okay, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devlin side's generally what he what his go to finisher is. Devlin side is essentially like a Saido suplex. Yeah, but like um, a kind of ripcord almost. Yeah, yeah. He, he did. In, on the indies, he used the package power driver as well because everyone uses that. Of course, he fucking finish. did. No, I mean, not going to lie, did not look the cleanest against a man Saxon size. But <laughs> no, it looked like he dumped him right on his head. Yeah, um, that's all right. He's got a solid head of hair to cushion himself. Look, looked like he actually murderized him with it. Um, <laughs> we then get a uh, pretty deadly making their their entrance, which their shirt game was great. well. First of all, can we talk about um, Sam Stoker's pants? Because what the hell were they? <laughs> what why on were, earth? Why were they so magnificent? <laughs> um, and why are they not yet on Euroshop for purchase? Yes. <laughs> they, they were... I don't even... It was like the design of like a bandana, wasn't it? But they were mm. the whole pants. Yeah. Like that. Um, but the yeah. whole pant. It was yeah. It was yeah. a lot of Paisley going on there. A lot oh, of Paisley. Awesome. Maximum Paisley. And then... Um, Lewis Harley had like a, a sleeveless snakeskin shirt. Oh, just, just beautiful, I, that, beautiful men. That, <laughs> beautiful men wearing uh, beautiful clothes. Yeah, that <laughs> paired with the holsters from the other week was just brilliant. Lederhosen. 
I mean, they're having they're having so much fun with this title reign, aren't they? And it's great. Oh, they're so yeah. good. It's great to see. So, so yeah. Even when Sam Stoker's belt fell off, and he started laughing, he went sideplate check. <laughs> 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 they're just they're just brilliant. Um, they're, they're so fucking they're such dickheads, but in the best way. Mm-hmm. And I I think that it's almost as if for me it reminds me a bit of like the new day when they were like absolute bastard heels and everyone hated them. Yeah, and then they're gradually becoming more and more lovable. Yeah, and that's happening with me. We're pretty deadly. Like the the one of my favorite things on NXT UK at the moment. I bet as soon as they get crowds back in for NXT UK, they're getting a pop. People will love them. Possibly, but then there's also the there's also the possibility that they're gonna like be feuding with someone who's like ultra baby facing like baby Mustache face. Mountain. Uh, yeah, wow. You put anyone against Mustache Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the other either, team are the fucking heels, aren't they? They're getting booed. Yeah. E- either way, I think I think Pretty Deadly will probably find a way to get booed out the fucking building if you want, if you need to. But in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> um, we then get a Gallus in Sid Scala's office asking the singles matches. He's, <laughs> he's kind of going, "Oh well, I'll give you tag matches, but I don't think you need singles matches." Sam Gradwell comes in and Wolfgang bags a match with him. I love that and, you could hear Sam Gradwell before you saw him. Yeah. You heard him like shriek <laughs> behind the door before we came in. <laughs> he just popped his head and went, Yogurts! Yogurts! I, do you know what? We gave Sam Gradwell shit for fucking weeks and weeks. And then we saw him have, was it against Dragonoff or was it someone before and he had a match and we were just like, fucking hell, he's got it in the ring. Tyler Bate, wasn't Was it Tyler Bate? He had a really good match with Tyler Bate. He had that match with Dave Mastiff as well where he like, yeah. Mitch, you know, wait, sorry, Cradle Shock, Dave Mastiff, and we were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how did he do that? <laughs> like, he's excellent in the ring, and although his character kind of gives you know, irritates me, he understands his character though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's he's it. like bully off a kid's TV show, probably called Muck. That's it. Um, yeah, exactly. It is. He's just a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said he's just he's just Bulk and Skull from the Power Rangers, but as a wrestler, yeah. Yeah. Bulk yeah. and Skull. Or fucking Rocksteady and Bebop from yeah. the Turtles. He's, he's like he's like the shitty. If, if, he, if NXT UK, he's nineties cartoon villain. If NXT, UK, if NXT UK was a video game, he'd be the boss. You'd batter at the end of the training level. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the first boss on Streets of Rage. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, we then got uh, Symbiosis making their entrance, which oh, yes, please. I forgot. Because we've not seen it for that long, I forgot how good it was. Like the music, their entrance, class, their music, the video their looks look. amazing. Oh, everything! Their um, music, and we use this phrase often, but their music absolutely slaps. Like if if yeah. fucking heavy metal, the heaviest of metal is your thing, their music is something else. I love how like yeah. every, every every music, like every theme on NXT UK is like either like heavy metal or like just pure house music. <laughs> yeah, or that's because that's because <laughs> at this point NXT UK is just like some weird like hybrid of progress and ICW where their entrance <laughs> music's are all that. Yeah, uh, they're on, I'm they're still, on the curve. I'm still on the button. <laughs> I'm still annoyed that uh, WWE won't buy the rights that I will be here by Hatebreed for a uh, rampage. Though. Oh, is that what he Seen used it? to have? That's what his entrance music was. Yeah. Oh he used boy, to, he used to enter in a Hatebreed shirt as well. Just. Just for double hate reads, love me. Give me yeah. that. I've, I've been, I've been in a crowd when he came out to it, and everyone was like screaming it as well. Was, it, was it just a mosh pit? It was just a mosh pit. <laughs> yes, boy. Ra- ramp- rampage on UK Indies. I need back in my life because it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, first note I've got about uh, symbiosis versus Andy Wilde and the driller Dan Maloney from. Um, yes, Dan Maloney. From the OG, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Dabaloni so, looking trim. And he's only well. like, he's only 24, isn't he? Yeah, he's young as fuck. Dabaloni. Eddie, Eddie Kingston said he wants Danny, uh, Dan Maloney in um, AW. Really? Yeah. He's, he was, he, Eddie Kingston had like a list of people from uh, from the UK indie scene that he wants to see in AEW, and Dan Maloney was, like, one of the uh, top ones. Not, not, not to derail the, the podcast, but Eddie Kingston in the same interview said that once um, the pandemic clears up and international travel is allowed again, he wants to go to all of the indie promotions that booked him over the last few years and kept him going, and he wants to repay the favours, so to That's speak. nice. So we're getting Eddie Kingston in Liverpool, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if that happens, 
Uh, I can't be responsible for my actions. We're going. <laughs> if that happens, we're going. We're going to pester Eddie Kingston until he does a podcast with us <laughs> or kills us. Yeah, um, one or the other. If one, <laughs> one of two things is going to happen. I just, um, I'll, I'll get my mum to ask him. He'll love her. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll do it if you mum asks, definitely. Um, but no, <laughs> Dan, Dan Maloney, like I've never seen this man before. Jesus Christ, he look good. Birmingham's finest. Wow. He's uh, maybe third, fourth finest. He's improved so much since the tournament. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Isn't, didn't Trent Seven train him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Brummy lad. Amazing. Looked amazing. Um, also, Andy Wild, we've seen him before. Um, yeah. Looks like one of me and Big Tasty's friends. Um, Andy Wild was... Uh, who did he face a couple of weeks ago? Uh, Kenny Williams. New, Kenny the Williams. new Kenny Williams. The new Kenny Williams. Oh, the, the new gentrified Kenny Williams, which we don't talk about. Kenny Williams in hot pants and no beard. Diet Kenny Williams. Um, so, interestingly, um, Dan Maloney is not listed as a full-time member of the NXT roster. NXT no, he, he got released not that long after... Um, the pandemic? No, uh, the first one. Ah, oh, okay. All right, so they're just using them on, like, the odd appearance. I, I get the impression this is them kind of trying to... Because they didn't even acknowledge that he was in the original tournament on commentary. Right, okay. I, I get the impression this is that like maybe I'm trying to kind of like get. His I mean, back. in fairness, he looks very different to what he did from the first tournament. Yeah, he's like trimmed up a lot. He's yeah. filled out a bit more. He looked cut, man. He looked really good. Yeah, he was. A, he was a. Yeah, he was a little bit podgy, wasn't he? When he was in the uh, UK one, he was wasn't like quite as a as like shredded as he was there. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he, there he looked like he had a fucking giant fist trying to punch his foot its way out of his chest. <laughs> um, whereas in the UK one, he looked like still quite like a little bit more stockier than like shredded. Mm. Um, but yeah, early on in the match, uh, Maloney and Wild used the size of that and Joe Primate. Um, T-Bone worked over Wild's ribs. When he tags in, he just starts punching him in the kidneys and the ribs. Uh, and he does the same thing for Maloney as well. And... Um, just throw, just throws Maloney around like he's dead. Um, so early on, one of my favorite, one of my favorite little spots here is um, obviously they're having a bit of back and forth with uh, Pretty Deadly on the on the commentary, um, and they're sort of saying about obviously how they're scouting out tag teams and this and that. And at one point, Pretty Deadly, one of them goes talking about something, and um, something happens in the ring. Since someone goes for a pin, and. Andy Shepard just starts just interjects to, to describe what's happening and like what, whoever's talking just like gets f- fucking furious like oh, don't interrupt me Andy <laughs> yeah. how dare you <laughs> don't do that again um, don't do that again <laughs> one, of, one of the things he did on commentary that absolutely had me in stitches like you were doing facts about about wrestlers weren't they yeah and, and one of them goes would you like to know a fact about the primate and uh, they go, oh yeah, yeah, the oh, primate. Yeah. <laughs> we we beat, we pinned him to become number one contenders to the tag titles. <laughs> <laughs> the primate, amazing, amazing. Uh, total shit houses. They were slagging off uh, Eddie Dennis, saying, "Oh yeah, he, d- what did he have a degree in? It wasn't the arts because he would have chose the managers instead of them, wouldn't he?" Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was saying he had a shitty Primark suit. <laughs> shitty that Primark was it. suit. So that was, he yeah, was just great. like. Because he's, they said like Nigel McGuinness, like an honorary member of um, the, the official commentator, the official of commentator of Pretty Deadly. Like, yeah, he's a dandy highwayman. It's like, oh, he's got a dapper suit. And they were like, Andy Shepard, like, where'd you get your suit from? What the speaking of suits, what the hell is that? And he was like, oh, this is Primark's finest. All right, Shepard, name dropping Primarni on NXT television. Yeah, and a little Primarni uh, deal there. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Primark is, it's like really cheap clothes uh, yeah. shop but it's like the best in disposable fashion basically. yeah it, it's stuff it's stuff that you'll wear like once or twice and that'll fall apart whoa want, want, whoa 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 i've had shirts from primark that have lasted me three months wow <laughs> okay. say, do, do you want a do you want a t-shirt for, for two pounds that doesn't fit your shoulders properly primark <laughs> i mean if you're if you're a slim lad it's fine but we're all stocky chaps they don't they don't cater for us but for the portly gentleman it's not, it's uh, not good, the best, yeah. Good socks, though. I mean, they will disintegrate after about six months, but the socks... Oh, I brought some dicky socks from there about four or five months ago, and they're still going all right. You've still got most of them. I, yeah. I, I, I remember I got a T-shirt from there, and it literally, like, shrunk about four sizes in the wash after one wash. <laughs> the only shirt I've got from there that still fits after multiple washes is a RuPaul shirt. Still a solid fit. Everything else, shite. Yeah. 
Anyway, we're not here to talk anyway, about Primark. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're here to talk about Primates. Sorry, that was, that, was, that was our pretty deadly fashion segue. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll move it back to the match. <laughs> Look, more <laughs> of those next week. <laughs> I, I love them as well. One thing about Pretty Deadly on commentary that was brilliant. Every time they went to a shot Pretty Deadly on commentary, Lewis Howley knew the camera was on him and winked. And it yeah, was he did. Yeah, he really fucking did. Yeah, they, they, just go, they, they, they saw how like, managed to be the best thing in this match whilst not being in this match. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, but but they did it in a way that it didn't detract didn't from the match itself. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't Gallus coming out with fucking popcorn. Yeah, that oh, was awful. God. Or it wasn't like that time on SmackDown when they had fucking Street Profits in the little like closed. Oh bed. god, they put them in the corner and they were they just put like, them in the ah, corner, ah, commentating, ah, and they were match. so distracting. That is rubbish. Um, proper proper. This rubbish. was good. Um, so yeah, Symbiosis said uh, double team Maloney some more. Uh, Wild gets a hot tag in. Throws primate around the rib with, ring with some really good looking suplexes. Um, we said this a couple of weeks ago when Andy Wilde made his debut, he looked really impressive. I hope, yeah, man. I, I know he's like, I'm, I think he's a mainstay of ICW, so he's kind of under contract with WWE. I hope he's, he's a tra- he's a trainer as well. Mm. Yeah, I really like what I saw of him, though. I hope he sticks around for sure. Yeah, man. Um, and then primate, it's a really nice T bone suplex and a spear. And symbiosis hit what I think they're calling like the ambush 2.0, which yeah. is like the, it's like the running power slam, running into, power the slam into the diving head. But yeah, uh, mm. to pick up the win, um, yeah, good match. Yes, um, did what it needed to, pretty deadly. Um, they they did a good job as well of like kind of going, oh well, what teams would you like to face when you like? And they were like, oh well, we wouldn't want to face them because they they look they look like to the, the, be a bit bit like rough with us. Um, <laughs> he shut a brick. Yeah, it, it, it was a rare occurrence of like a guest commentator's not completely overshadowing a match, but still doing enough to be no. present. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it, one of my biggest criticisms as well the last couple of weeks is that they've used pretty deadly sparingly. They've had like one match since he won the titles. Mm. Oh, sorry, two matches since he won the titles, and they've appeared on like a video package once in a backstage segment yeah the thing is it's going back to what we were saying earlier about walter it's difficult with nxt uk because when was the last takeover they had Mm. they need to just do a takeover they just need to do a takeover and they can blow off a lot of these either Mm. big feuds or title changes or at least put their current champions in what feels like, like and that's not to take away from any matches that champions have had over the last I mean, few months but to put them in a situation where okay it's a takeover like this is a major kind of thing and pretty pretty deadly haven't had that since winning it yeah like the biggest match they've had was the kenny williams amir jordan one and that was more about kenny that was williams only there for kenny williams and amir yeah. jordan exactly like everyone knew the outcome of that mm. and it's just just I don't. I, I still don't understand why they are holding off from like. I know they've been holding off from doing a takeover in front of a live crowd for various reasons over I, here in the UK, but that hasn't stopped them in the US doing it in front of either like a lesser a crowd or in a, a Thunderdome kind of scenario with a video audience or whatever, or even behind closed doors. Like, but I put, think it's more about travel restrictions. Because they usually like to get like a big name from the US over for a takeover. Like they've True. had bad wrestle, they've had Cesaro wrestle, they've had True. Um, but saying that, it was only a month ago that Walter was over in the States in the same weekend as Mania. So what's yeah, to stop it happening the other way? The difference being is when you come over here you've got to quarantine for two weeks still. They bring Whereas... it over a couple of weeks before like I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not I'm not disagreeing, yeah, but I'm just like it's... If you want to it's put more, emphasis on something, like there's plenty of people that could I, come over. Like I think it's more because it's an inconvenience for WWE that they've got to have people like cause, essentially cause take like a month out of the schedule. Yeah, rather they've than a essentially week. got to take someone out of off TV for a month as opposed to take them off for a weekend. Like mm. Walter when he when he like came over from NXT UK to NXT. I know the other thing as well is NXT UK pre tape like. They, they tape like yeah they do like three four weeks in advance don't they yeah they, yeah. they tape like a month a month worth of tapings over two days it was like so, in that first bit with walter where he was just like oh i 
I defended the championship on two different continents in the same week. Like, fuck off, mate. Don't insult my intelligence. I know that was pre-tape weeks before you flew over to the States. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you're saying like, oh, they like to have a big name at these takeover things. There's plenty of big names on the UK. Like Cara Noir, Progress Champion. Have Cara Noir appear. Yeah, but Cara Noir is not someone like Cesaro bringing in just to go oh look here's Cesaro yeah like I, the whole I get thing, it I... the whole thing with NXT UK is is that like obviously they were going to have Balor versus somebody on the island one um, yeah. take over Dublin. they were probably yeah. gonna I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had maybe Seamus show oh yeah in Dublin or Becky Lynch or Becky Lynch against um, Seamus <laughs> no, but even showing up, in, even showing up in the crowd. Um, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Someone fit Finley. Yeah, I think the, the the point I'm making is I feel I feel like they'd want to do it like a big fucking deal show. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like the fact that they've not gone on the road since Mania hmm. until recently because they're allowed to have more fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar sort of thing. It's, I, I, it... I feel, I feel like when they do get the next take their next takeover they want to mm. make sure it's going to sell yeah well it, it undoubtedly will yeah absolutely i yeah. mean i'll be first to buy a fucking ticket for it i had a ticket for the last one i'm definitely buying a ticket for the next one but it, it I, does I think it'll probably be an untitled wrestling podcast day out there mate let's yes. be honest you best believe <laughs> best believe yeah it's um it does feel like in certainly the last few months and we've said this multiple times where we've had like Walter against Dragonoff and Rampage against Walter and the the tag team match and stuff like that, where they just go, this should have been a takeover, and they were clearly holding out to put this on a takeover, and they haven't. It's just like, how long can you keep holding out? Like, I know they want to put a big name yeah. on a takeover, have someone appear in a crowd, but for the sake of just putting a takeover on and just putting a bit even, of gravitas on these matches, does it matter? Even if they just do like a fucking an episode of NXT UK one week it's like three hours yeah it's a take it's a take yeah. level like they do with those like with the fancy NXT episodes where they're like it's not a pay-per-view but it's mm. it's bigger than than a regular weekly show and even yeah. put like a fan like you know when they announced NXT UK prelude and we were like oh is this going to be thought, kind of like a, a kind of half takeover and it yeah. wasn't yeah. it was just because it was on the same weekend as Stand and Deliver I mean, to be fair, it had like Walter and Rampage, and it made it feel bigger. That no, was good. Like, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, like, they and gave it a name, like it was going to be something, yeah. like something well, the, more than a weekly show. The difference with that was the two matches were probably what you would have got on a takeover any other time, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, see what see what happens. Hopefully they do because it's getting to the point now. I was like, come on, just just give us one. <laughs> it yeah. feels like something big's coming though. Um, it's, 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 odd, it's, it's odd because obviously they've got a they've got a pretty small roster, and it mm. feels like they've been trying to keep the powder dry. They don't want to like they don't want to mm. burn through all of their programs while there's no crowd, which is understandable. Yeah. But it's made it's made the the show feel a bit weird. It almost feels a bit like a school play in the way that you've got like it's always the same faces popping up, and um, it's it's like it's like the South Park wrestling episode where they're all playing like diff- almost like playing different characters, and it's it's <laughs> it's um. It just it yeah it, it feels a bit like it's in its, po- its own little pocket universe and it feels mm. a bit cut off. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, the, 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 yeah. Like you say they, they do need to like they do need to start bringing in maybe some other some you know well, some outside talent or for one offs or just doing just just pu- pushing like you say push the button on a few of the big few of the big matches that you've got bubbling away. Well, prior to the pandemic, they'd have like guys in NXT who weren't really doing much coming over and working yeah. on them. What's his name? Came Cassius Ono came over. Yeah, he was the guy who introduced all like the British rules to matches to NXT UK. Was he? Yeah, because he said he'll be he'll be British people at British rules matches. Because he's his gimmick is that he's like a wrestling story. That's cool. Like um, Dakota Kai was in NXT UK for a bit. Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley. Uh, Imperium Grizzled Young Vets could. Easily yeah. go back and forth. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Was meant to be having a run. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher, you could bring him over. Absolutely. He does some bangers. 
even even people like Sasha Banks and Kevin Owens said they want to have like little runs. And They've been very open about wanting to come over and have a, a tumble with someone. Give us, give us Owens Mastiff too, you cowards. Ooh. Give us Sasha Banks versus Kaylee Ray, and then Sasha Banks versus Mako Satamora, please. Yes, all that, or, yeah. Or a triple threat. Or a triple threat. Um, <laughs> someone who I'd love to see scramble with people on the main roster, that was Tayman, and he calls out, Pulls out Oliver Carter. He says, "I can put anyone on the roster in hospital." Um, and then he says, "But I don't think Ashton Smith would visit you in hospital because you're not family." <laughs> and Beautiful. He's he's sat. He says the eyes always watching. He's been teasing a faction for a couple of weeks yep, now. Yep, yep, yep. He's sat at a table, and there's four places at the table set. And he's he's looking right, like very subtly looking at them, but all. he's kind of looking at them. And I thought yeah. that was cool. I can. In my head, I, when I saw that, I was like, I almost saw over the coming weeks those places start to fill up. I think um, Oliver Carter or Ashton Smith might join him. Really? I feel like that guy, I can't remember his name now for the life of me, the fellow who debuted, Rohan Raja. Right, oh, Raja, yeah, yeah. I think he's probably going to end up as part of the, the group. Because that's who we teased with joining originally, and then there's, there's two more people. I haven't got a clue that could be. Um, I like it. Yeah. Did you notice <clears throat> at the end of that segment where he's like the eye is watching, mm. and the closing swipe was an eye that came into shop to close it out. Yeah. So that's for me what the fact is going to be called. There was like a um, a like red glow coming off the table as well. Oh, was there? Which was weird. You only saw it every now and again. Like, it was like, it was like, because he had like the dinner plate thing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the lid on. And every now and again, like, there was like a bit of a red glare, like, coming off it. I was like, what's going on with that? Because it was a little bit distracting to me, but I was like, wait, what? It was nicely shot from from, from a a director producer perspective. He's rated it. He's one of the more compelling characters they've got at the moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah, As far as. He's very unpredictable. He gives me kind of clockwork orange vibes in like the way he wrestles. And he's just very good. He's a really good talker. I'm Um, not familiar with his work before WWE. Um, He was called Lucky Kid. I've seen seen bits of him. You've seen him him live, haven't you, Ben? I've not seen him live. No, he did appear at... um, He he fought um, Son of Dursen in the... um, All right. In Ignition uh, for the Ignition title. Um, that was like that was like a big it was like a big announcement. Uh, he was on a he was on a main TNT show does and he was in the tag match against the vets actually wasn't he? It was when oh, um, they were fighting someone and someone couldn't make it, so Durst was announced as like the last minute replacement. And uh, yeah, they came out, and it was like he was like being a cocky heel and he was like, oh yeah, I've just booked your opponent for the next edition show and they pointed it at the screen and it was Lucky Kid and it was like the place went fucking nuts like it was nice. apparently the magic edition was I didn't see it but apparently it was really good oh shit yeah I remember them announcing him facing Dyson yeah yeah now you mention it yeah 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 it's yeah it's because um because Corbin was he did his hamstring or something he did his shoulder or something he? it's when he had a sling on yeah Corbin had a sling on yeah it was the first time we went to get Kings of the North versus um the vet the vets and then the match is destined to never fucking happen. Three times now that match hasn't happened because of injury or because they had to go to NXT. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but he, he's really good. Um, this this promo was great. It's he's like you say he's got that real like menace to him, hasn't he? Um, mm. But not like think... not like over the top. He's not like a cartoon villain or anything like that. He just seems like someone who just fuck you up. Which is he re- he, yeah, he reminds me a little bit of a Jake Snake. Yeah. In the way he kind of talks. Um. Yeah, moving on anyway, we got uh, a couple of matches announced for next week. Uh, we got Connors and Ginny versus Subculture, Wolf Gang versus Gradwell, and Devlin on the Supernova sessions as well. So, another stacked show there. Um, and then we get our main event, our takeover level main event at that. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of I paused this before it started to like get a drink and whatnot and I saw there were like 20 minutes left of the show and I was like oh shit <laughs> here we um, go boys I did the exact same thing I was like this is going to be fucking great um, I, I think this is the most notes I've ever written on a match as well 
I usually try and like kind of just pick out like key moments and I was like, I can't. This is like literally fucking full throttle for the whole match. Um pretty much from the second the bell rings, Mako goes after Kaylee Ray with strikes, um, works over a knee and a leg. Uh, Kaylee Ray rolls out the ring, Mako follows her, just stomps on her on the outside. As she's getting back in the ring, Kaylee Ray meets her with Mako with a super kick. And um there's a lot of them going around tonight. Jeez, what there was. Man alive. Yeah. These two beat the shit out of each other. This was <laughs> stiff as you like. Yes, it was. Um, and as early on as well, as soon as Kaylee Ray like, starts to get any kind of like an advantage, um, Mako's like, got a scouted early on. It's almost like she's toying with it. It's like a lion messing with its prey. Um Kaylee Ray, like, just at one point, just lights Mako up with some shots. Starts going at her with some really stiff strikes. Um, Mako again manages to, like, sort of neutralize her. Uh, she goes for a cover at one point, and as Kaylee Ray kicks out, she transitions into a Koji clutch, which looked yeah, chef's kiss on that one. That was, that was nice, looked great. Uh, and then Mako reversed, managed to reverse that into an STF, which again, smooth as anything. Um, Kaylee Ray hits a really nasty look, like looking over the top row knee drop. Um, and like even Nigel on commentary, like, sells how like nasty it looks. Yeah, yeah that's uh, horrible. Like, fully, fully cornering the cheek. Mako had like a welt on like a cheekbone. Yeah, and, they, like, they, they, the they pointed that out about 10 minutes, like five minutes after it happened. They were saying like you could see the mm. swelling already, like on the, on I, the cheek. I was, I was going to say, like, after them, like later on in the match, it looked like Mako's left eye was actually swelling shut. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was like, I was like, fucking hell, what you doing? Um, the thing is, like, watching this, there was a few, like, obviously that one seemed like more of an accident. But there was several occasions where, like we said with the super kicks, where it was like, fuck, that's stiff. Like, that's really snug. And part of me likes to think backstage, they just went, just really fucking hit me. Like, make it's this fine. look. It's as okay. It's fine. Make this look <laughs> as hard hitting as possible. <laughs> I mean, Mako was going full Minoru Suzuki in this match, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, <laughs> Murder Grandma. There was that lovely yeah, bit, like, man. fairly early on, like, that, the, you talk about the super kicks, there was that, the super kick, like, out of the ring, where Mako was on the Ooh, apron, and she just, like, yeah. got, that was, oh, that, that was yeah, beautiful. Man. Yeah, there was a bit as well where Mako goes for, like, a rebound kick, um, like that she does in the corner, and as she comes back around, Kaylee just lamped her. Um, yeah. Just absolutely jawed her. Um, and uh, then Mako uh, fights out of a glory bomb, goes for a Death Valley bomb. Um, Kaylee Ray tries for the glory bomb again, and then Mako hits a DDT for a two. And then... Oh, really, right in her head. Yeah, there was a really cool spot where um, Kaylee Ray hits a Death Valley bomb on Mako, Mako kicks out, and then Mako replies by hitting Kaylee Ray with the glory bomb. Yep. Oh, lo love a good old uh, finisher there. Um, Move faith. It was 10% more damage yeah. if you do it, your opponent's finish on them as well. Yeah, that, yeah. That's it. Um, Especially Kaylee if it's Ray. in 2k20 before it glitches out and dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kaylee Ray hits a record super kick and Mako just no sell and laughs in her face. And he just ridiculous. He just start punching <laughs> the shit out of each other. Um, just stiffest forearms I've seen in a while. Mm. Uh, Kaylee Ray hits a tornado DDT and Mako kicks out a one. Um, and then Kaylee Ray just starts super kicking the shit out of Mako. Mako just keeps getting up and getting up and getting up. And um, you can see Kaylee Ray get more and more frustrated. Um, Mako hits a backdrop driver and a death value bomb, gets two off that. Um, Kaylee Ray blocks Scorpio rising with a super kick, hits the gory bomb and the swanton. That's got to be over. Gets a two count off that. I thought that was it. Sorry, she so, yeah, hesitated, like, didn't she? Well, so, so many times when, like, you see her hit the, hit the gory bomb and then she goes for the high risk and you think, oh, she's going to fuck this up she's going to yeah. move, she's going to the knees or whatever. And she does, she hits, the, she hits the swans on and she just kicks it and it's like, oh my God. You know, it's... Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that like the finish for the first match as well? Uh, Pretty yes. much like exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Good callback. Yeah. Um, and Katie Ray's like beside herself. She sits on the apron looks like she's going to start crying. She grabs the women's title and she starts trying to leave and get in the ref face, like, go and get on my way, get on my way. And then as she's, like, about to turn down the ramp, Mako's on the other side by the steps. 
Um, she charges Mako with the belt. Mako dodges it. It's a Death Valley bomb on the floor. Rolls Katie Ray into the ring. As Mako gets in the ring, Katie Ray rolls out. Mako rolls out. Katie Ray hits a gory bomb onto the apron, which looks disgusting. Mm. Uh, Hard bothering. Two off the hardest bothering. Where wood meets steel. I was about to say Andy Shepard did a fucking brilliant job of like making sure we knew why. Yeah. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going well, yeah. It's like it's wood and steel. Like it's it's diff. It's like literally really like steady. Like steady, I guess. I like uh, I like Andy Shepard. He's guy. a really good commentator. Former really former, good. former Blue Peter presenter. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. No way. I know the other it, guy that they had the the black guy with like the the afro. What was his name? Was the backstage? Was oh, Razzie. Razzie. Yeah. Where's he? I haven't seen him for ages. Not seen him for ages. He was Blue he, Peter he, as well, wasn't he? He's retweeted me a few times as Radzi. Is he? Top lad. Yes, Radzi. Friend of the podcast. Man like Radzi. Friend of the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, after that, Mako fights out of another glory bomb and then they end up fighting to the top rope. Um, Mako ends up hitting a sunset bomb for a two count. Oh, that looks horrible. Kaylee yeah. Ray landed on a neck. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> I was I was saying to you before it was like when a pack hit the Liger bomb on Orange Cassidy the other week and not yeah. have. Yeah, she looked. I mean, she looked like she had a bell rung, like when she like when she was yeah. lying on the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that was the first point I noticed as well. That Mako's left eye was um, swelling sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like fucking hell. And um, Mako keeps going for the sleeper, and Kaylee Ray keeps fighting out. Uh, eventually, Mako hits a pelly kick for a two. And then again, Kaylee Ray kicks out and transitions into the Koji clutch. Uh, Mako turns it, like stacks her up for a pin for a two count. And then um, Mako hits another Death Valley bomb, followed by Scorpio Rising to pick up the win. That Scorpio Rising looked fucking excellent yeah. as well. Absolutely spot on. They, they did a really I, good job on commentary as well of building up the fact that she never hit Scorpio Rising in the last match. I was yeah. just about was like, to say, it reminded me of a Cardinal Omega where. In the Cardano Mega match, uh, the first one, a Mega didn't hit the one winged angel. And then the second one, when he did, the Cardano got his foot on the rope. Fuck. Yeah. But he didn't kick out. Um, just his foot <laughs> was on, it put, like, kind of flopped under the rope. You can still um, keep up that illusion that Owen's actually kicked out. Like, he got his foot on the rope, but he's not kicked about it. out. Don't worry about it. It's, no, it's <laughs> not kicking out with their own will. Kota Ibushi didn't do it ever. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool that they kind of like added that kind of like it, it's it's the final nail in the coffin. If she hits it, it's done. Yeah, um, I'm all for protecting finishing moves and Scorpio Rising is a cracking one. Um, yeah, th this felt like a huge moment as well, um, and it's a shame it didn't close out a takeover or didn't happen on the takeover. They had all like the streamers afterwards cover Mako. She's crying in the ring, made up. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I get the impression she's probably going to hold that belt for a while. Well, she's going to hold it longer than Kaylee Ray, <laughs> surely. I like, don't know. You, you don't. It, well, it's held it for like six hundred and eighty-nine days. But the thing is, for me, you you don't have someone hold it for that long and then get beaten unless that person beating her or him holds it for longer. They like they've made a big. This wasn't the first time they faced. It's the second time, so she she's well, not going to be dropping that in the next six months. I mean, we're going to get a rematch because they're going to do a trilogy. Yeah, of course. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, you, <laughs> I mean, you say that, Troy, but like, then what do you do with the entire NXT UK Women's Division? Wow, I I true. think that's I true. think the way they can get around it is by having somebody that Kaylee Ray never faced. I so, yeah. I. Eva Valkyrie. I was going to say, how long? How long can you spin the wheels on Eva Valkyrie? Because you know she's ready to go, basically. Mm. Yeah, and and her first loss was to Mako. She's doing the whole training montage thing now to kind of get herself like better than she was. I I can see Eva Valkyrie being the person to take it off of Mako, and I think it's probably going to happen before the end of the year. Really? I I think Mako's going to hold it probably till around November. And then Eva Valkyrie's gonna, because they're they're building it as strong as fuck. What that do they do with Kaylee Ray then? Don't forget Mako's NXT. Don't forget Mako's Kaylee Ray might be getting colder. Mako's forty-one years old. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
she's she doesn't need she's had a massive career. She doesn't need to hold this title for a long term to, to give her any prestige. Yeah. She she can she can hold it for a couple of months and instantly we've got like a sort of a star on her hands, I guess. Um when someone beats her. Because she's only been beaten by Kaylee Ray in NXT UK. Yeah. Um and had beaten Aoife Valkyrie come as a massive surprise um when it did happen. So I think I think uh, I think it's 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 one of those things. They've got two ready-made trilogies there. They can have Kaylee Ray and Mako have the third match in like a month or so, or in a couple of months, and then they can have um, Eva Valkyrie come take the belt off me Mako, and then have a rematch with Mako, and that's the trilogy there as well. Yeah, um, match out. And then they've got, they've had like the. The thing is, Mako's there more as a trainer. She's there to make people make people better. They put the yeah. belt on her because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like Elevate the... Elevate the rest of the division. Yeah, she's she's like the kind of gatekeeper, the final boss. Is, uh, yeah, you, you put the, the belt on her so that someone can off. have that Undertaker moment when they beat her. I mean, you know, someone can yeah. have that, that big moment when they beat her, can't they? So. Yeah. Like, that. yeah, that's it. Like, Kaylee Ray beating her the first time was to solidify Kaylee Ray's, like... Credentials as the like, champion. Like Kaylee Ray's had yeah. the six hundred day reign and she's beaten everyone, so she can go now without. Yeah. You know, she's done everything in NXT UK. Yeah. She can go somewhere else. Yeah. So no problem. Kaylee Ray could, for all we know, could end up fucking showing up on SmackDown next week or Raw next week. Yeah, man. Or even in NXT proper. Like she's she's definitely ready to take the step up wherever they want to put her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just depends where they're going to put. Her. Now, think, now you use Miko to build out. whoever that next person is. So mm-hmm. whether it be mm-hmm. Yeta, whether it be you know whoever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. you use her as a catalyst then to propel the next person up to that level. Yeah, I think I think Kaylee Ray's outgrown NXT UK as well. She's I do. Yeah, I, she I, I would agree. Like, her promos like a couple of months ago were literally because I've beaten everybody. There's no one left. What have you got for me? Mm. And, that's, mm, yeah. and there were no lies there. You know? <laughs> that was that was all entirely true. Yeah, yeah. Um, friend of the podcast, Kaylee Ray, lovely lass, top, top, top friend top, of the podcast, top lass. I've got all the time in the world for her. From when I met her, she was so nice. Yeah, she was an absolute laugh. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. I met her in Houston at the Rumble last year, and she was fucking awesome. So I, down to earth. I met her at an indie show where she was just working the merch stand. She wasn't even wrestling. <laughs> Amazing. She was working the merch stand. She had a hoodie on and a baseball cap to hide. It was her. And it was only that I went, hang on, what are you doing? I see through your disguise. But yeah, I, I think she's been ready to be on a bigger platform for a long yeah. Um What a rain though. Like I know yeah. a good part of it was kind of pandemic, but she's not had a bad match. She's fucking yeah. awesome, and like, yeah, credit where credit's due. Yeah, a feud with Tony Storm was awesome. A feud yeah. with um, Piper Niven's been awesome. A, a match of the Mako, and as I say, I think there's one more left in, in the can that we're gonna yeah. get, yeah. and yeah. that's gonna be Kaylee Ray's send off. Um, but I, I do think she's probably gonna be showing up somewhere else in WWE soon yeah. rather than this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was NXT uh, UK, a absolute stellar episode for sure so myself um mainly because of the mako kaylee ray match um <laughs> but then there was other there's a lot of other cool, good things to take away uh gentlemen what were your highs and lows it's got to be kaylee ray and and mako for me I, a high. I imagine we're probably all in agreement about that yeah well i think going into this everyone would say like we all predict or at least certainly me and jay said mako was gonna this was this was going to be the time, um, but it was nice that this had like a big portion of the show. It deserved it, and it was nice that it got it, and it didn't disappoint. So for me, yeah. definitely a high, um, a low. It's always difficult to find a low in NXT UK. Um, I don't have a low. I don't have a low. I think it was good. Nothing as usual overstayed its welcome. Uh, nothing felt shit on the card. Everything did what it needed to do. Just, yeah. This this week, this week's episode was all about Kaylee Ray and Mako Satamora, really. Yeah. They, they could have just had an hour-long show 
and just done like a prime target thing for 20 minutes and then the match and I've been happy. I I was kind of hoping they were going to do that to be honest. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ben? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was kind of a one match show almost, wasn't it? Um, it'd be stupid. Not, I mean, although I I very I'm very close to giving it to Pretty Deadly just for coming out in those clothes. Um, <laughs> And they're commentating. And they're commentating. I thought I thought they were they were they were definitely the most entertaining thing on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. And I will say I didn't I didn't quite enjoy this match as much as the first. Katie, only because I had that bit. I think it always cheapens a match when like the champion tries to leave and like it's it's a bit of a stupid. Yeah. yeah. It, it sort of it, it sort of, like felt it didn't need quite need to be there. Uh, but uh, I, the, I the think... match the match was it, like you say it was pay per view quality on on, mm. on, on a weekly show, which is. I think the difference between the two matches was more like the first time around. Kaylee Ray was like more of a tweener, like yeah. she was like she was very respectful of Mako Satamora, and she was yeah. like almost working like a baby face. Mm-hmm. This, this match was telling a, this, this match was telling a bit more of a story, um, which, is, which is fine. But yeah, obviously that match was fantastic. You know, both women put everything out there, and they they gave us pretty much everything they could. Um, it was it was fantastic. My only my only again, I just say it's really hard to pick a to pick a low on NXT UK because it's such a tight show. It's an hour. There's no time for the bullshit to creep in. You know, mm. it, it just it just they just get all all killer no filler. I will say, just Walter coming out and blueboarding us at the start was a little bit weird. I mean, I can understand it's a big deal to have him back, but the very fact that it is a big deal to have him back is part of the problem. Mm. Yeah, it, it felt. <clears throat> I, I, I just agree, come Mike. back to remind you that he's the fucking daddy. Yeah, that's he's what he's done. If he just walked into the ring and gone, "Daddy's back," and walked back out, fucked off. I mean, he basically did. He pretty he much did, did. more in more in Walter's way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel <laughs> I, I kind of I'm, I agree with you on both. To be honest, I, I feel like my low was. Walter, just because it felt like he was only there for the sake of being there. Mm. Like, wow, what what a week of NXT UK where your low is Walter. That's Walter, mental. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, like, I, think I, I see where you're coming from for sure. Only because I, we didn't get to do anything cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I get the impression they're building towards Jordan Devlin and Walter. I feel like he's going to oh, call oh, Walter oh. out on the Supernova sessions. Well, we, um, didn't, we didn't speak about it in the match. We got carried away with uh, Saxon Hooks being a top lad. But um, commentary. They, they made a comment about how De- how Devlin could compete for any title in NXT. He just chose the yeah. title. It's not like he's not restricted because of his size to the cruiserweight division. He's it's just that's what he chose at the he's, time. He's so talented he could pursue any title. Yeah, He might he might go after the uh, Heritage Club. We don't know. Yeah, I just want but, to see him go after the the, the big boy championship. I mean, they've they've got that feud like pretty much ready made from OGP that they can just yeah. redo. The the oh, cool yeah, thing is about the the Heritage Cup is it because it's their equivalent of the mid card champion if if you like mid card championship and that's not to take away from A Kid or Tyler Bate, but it's not it's not the NXT UK championship is it? So that's their second tier championship, but because it's the only other championship they have, it's wide open. And there's so many other people that could go for it. But what they have done is, and we say it week after week, and we discuss it this week, is that they've built up at least five, six, maybe seven guys that could all be in contention for the UK Championship. And that's what's cool about it. Mm. And they've not got the biggest roster in the world. But if they start introducing new guys like they have, then at least it's just like, well there's more than that they can go for. They've established their kind of, their guys that are clearly going to be in that title contention. And then you've got the Heritage Cup. And the, the good thing about the Heritage Cup is that it's a very unique match type. It's not just a one-on-one. It's not just a a pinfall and that's it. It's different and that's cool. And it also builds intrigue with other guys that compete for it where they go, well, I have to adapt my style in order to compete in a match like this. So you get an extra dimension to any other guy that goes into one of those match types. Yeah. And also, the other thing we've seen, and they had it, is you can have a Heritage Cup match. It doesn't have to be for the Heritage Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's the other cool thing as well. They can chuck that in. And as long as they use that sparingly, it still feels special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think 
I think we're getting Devlin versus Volta. I feel like they. I hope they so. did. They, they did. There was a there was a method to the madness that he beat a bigger man to yeah be about to pull up the biggest man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a very 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 strong episode of NXT UK. Oh yeah. Um, and as I say, even though Walter like doing that little two minute promo was my low, it's not exactly like it, it wasn't. I thought it was bad. I just thought it was like a bit. It's not what you wanted. Well, as I say, they could have held it off a week. Is that that that's the point I was trying to make? They, they yeah. could have easily held it off a week, and we wouldn't have had to worry too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could have done something else with this. Uh, but yeah, that's another one in the books, guys. Um, we will. Looking forward to next week's um, show with bated breath to see what happens. Indeed. It feels like a 10 in the corner at the moment. Um, thanks for listening as always. Be sure to tell us what you thought on Discord and Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod on Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Um, join the conversation and let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Later on. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities.